Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome, and today we're going east of uh, Toronto to talk to Pauline O'Keefe from Sketch. And we'll get into that in just a minute. But first, Paulina, let's talk about your academic background. Yeah, um, so I actually am a political science uh, undergrad. Uh, I have a bachelor's in uh, art from York University. Um, I also have some project management uh, background from Toronto Metropolitan um, University as well. And uh, outside of that, I am a, an alumni of a program called the City Leaders Program through the United Way, which was a leadership-based program um, for young leaders who are leading uh, organizations around the city. But I would say my major uh, academic or learning uh, background is um, really through mentorship that I've been receiving throughout the many years working in the community nonprofit sector. Terrific. So let's build on that. Let's talk about your work experience. Yeah, my work experience has been extremely deep. Um, so I, I, I'm always been straddling kind of like two lanes, which is working as an artist. I, I'm a current practicing spoken word artist and playwright, um, as well as an arts administrator. So most of my work has been in the community nonprofit arts sector. Uh, and I've worked in it as an administrator, either a, in a frontline or management or director level for uh, a long time, since 2009, actually. Um, and I got into that work uh, as first a community artist and educator, which then led me into my first jobs in arts administration. Um, again, as I said, in early 2009. From there, I moved into a number of different leadership positions and a number of different nonprofits all of which have always focused on young people and engaging young people through either the arts um, or other kinds of programmatical-led um, uh, programs. Uh, and then finally, uh, I moved to Sketch Working Arts, which is where I currently am right now. In 2019, I started as their grants manager because uh, I, I was heavily involved in the world of grant writing at the time. Uh, then I moved on to be their resource development manager and then finally last year uh, I was part of this very long-term process that Sketch had um, that ended with me moving into the executive director role so now I am the current executive director at Sketch Working Arts. Okay so tell me about the name where did the name come from? Um, I'm not sure where the name came from, but that would be a great question for the founder of Sketch Working Arts. But I want to take a stab and say that Sketch is just kind of always re looking to like kind of sketch out or re sketch um, like the path for young people in the uh, using the arts to kind of rework or redefine like what their life is and where their life is going. So you work with youth. What what age? So Sketch um, works with uh, young people uh, who are diverse and racialized, uh, ages sixteen to twenty nine, from across Canada, 
um, who are navigating marginalization and barriers to accessing opportunities. And we do that um, in a way that we want them to kind of experience the transformative power of the arts. Uh, we want them to be able to build leadership and self-sufficiency through the arts, and then also cultivate social and environment ch environmental change through the arts. So that's essentially what Sketch does. So some of those people, there's a couple of things that come to mind. One is a summer company program where they could apply and get $3,000 to run a business over the summer. Mm -hmm. And they don't have to pay it back, which is kind yeah. of nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, another thing to consider is, have you heard of the Diana Awards? No, we haven't. That's one of my favorites, and I've interviewed four people who won them. It's out of London, England, in recognition of Princess Diana. And in June 21, they awarded 400 awards to young people who did something to give back to their community. So something where you could nominate some of the folks that you're dealing with and they could uh, become a Diana Award winner. That's a fantastic opportunity. I'd love to impart on a young person. We have so many great artists that come through Sketch and do an am amazing work. Okay. So talk to me about team and partnerships and funding. Yeah. So we have an incredible team. Um, uh, we have about 27 uh, staff on our on our team right now. Our leadership is made up of some uh, very diverse folks who actually I'm very proud to say that the, there are quite a number of artists um, on our team. So folks are not just um, arts administrators at Sketch, but a lot of us are artists ourselves um, who understand the power of the arts in transforming lives. And so we're able to kind of impart that um, into our programming even more. Um, there's myself as the executive director, our creative director, Julian Diego, um, and both of us have just transitioned into as the new leadership taking over Sketch um, from longtime uh, executive director, Rudy Rudiman, and Sketch's founder and artistic director, uh, Phyllis Novak, um, as well as Sketch's previous program director, um, Rose Gutierrez. So we've really, we're in a state of transition right now. Um, with our team, but we it, the team is just stellar in terms of the folks that um, we have on here. Uh, a lot of young people, a lot of young folks on the team as well. Uh, and so we pride ourselves in trying to create a team that reflects the young people that we're trying to serve um, at Sketch. And in what about of, partnerships? Yeah, in terms of our partnerships, we work with many partners, both large and small. Um, and some of our partners include a number of shelters, um, CAMH, we work with um, so a number of different uh, partners such as Neighborhood Coffee, so small local businesses are, we're, are within our partnership, and we have larger funded partnerships through Home Depot, um, eBay, LinkedIn, the CNE is one of our major partners, so we're working with quite a few people. Okay, and how about funding this organization? I'm paying your huge salary. <laughs> I wish it was huge. Um, <laughs> we are definitely funded through donations, government grants, and foundations mainly. 
Uh, we always appreciate the support from folks who believe in our work, and we really try to engage our donors and our funders as deeply as possible and get them more deeply connected with the program and understanding who we're truly serving via the folks that connect to Sketch. So we have a lot, uh, we have funding from the Government of Canada, all three levels of arts councils, a number of private foundations and family foundations, uh, as well as donors, everyday donors um, who support us as well. Okay, so having said that, assuming you're still there in three years, what would the organization look like? Oh, yeah, we'll absolutely be here in three years. We have a lot of plans uh, coming up. Um, so I would say that building on our current programs uh, is what we're hoping to do in the next three years and increasing our capacity to offer more programs and services. Right now, um, we're limited uh, just in terms of our capacity a little bit, but also just uh, limited in terms of COVID. So as COVID kind of dissipates, we're able to open up our space a lot more and um, invest a lot more time uh, and space op opportunity into the community. Um, and so we'll be hopefully, you know, increasing our funding and increasing our community partnerships so that we're able to offer more um, programs and services over the next three years. Uh, a lot of which I hope are youth led by the young people that we kind of serve. Um, I can also see some of our programs expanding across Canada, so I know our reach will definitely continue to grow and touch the lives of young people across the country um, even more deeply than it is right now, and we're very excited for some of the programs that are coming up. Um, and then as the last thing I would say is like, as we were able to buy our space two years ago, thanks to an incredible capital campaign we called Project Home, we are really excited to see less and less of our money going to having to go to operational costs like rent uh, because now we have a mortgage and um, as we pay it down, more of that money gets to go back into our program. So we truly see, uh, you know, the future as being really program oriented and offering more and more services for young people to kind of explore themselves through the arts. So, Paulina, you mentioned the space. Tell me about the space that you're using. Yeah, so the space in which we program is a 9,000 square foot space, uh, studio spaces um, located at 180 Shaw Street in downtown Toronto. We're in the Artscape Young Place building, and our space holds a number of smaller studios within it, uh, including a larger project studio where we do a lot of visual arts. Um, we have a pot like a pottery studio. We have a recording studio in there, an industrial art studio, a dance studio, and an, an industrial um, uh, size kitchen in which we do a lot of uh, culinary art in within the studios. As well as upstairs, we have an admin hub where most of our administration happens, but it also serves and functions as another set of spaces that we can utilize for any other types of programming that we want to do um, in the after hours. Sounds to me like you're more of an art hub. Than, uh... Yeah, we're definitely a hub. We're, we're, we're a creative hub, so we can use art. So what we do is we use art to kind of create different opportunities um, and have artists create opportunities. Young people who then become artists create opportunities for themselves to figure out in the ways in which they want to kind of like build their life. Do you uh, do any outreach? Do you, do you go into the schools? Um, no, we don't necessarily go into the schools. We do outreach through our, our, our local partners. Um, and right now, 
now we're engaged in a lot of public art. So we're part of uh, the City of Toronto's Year of Public Art through Artworks TO and uh, have a number of different um, public arts projects around the city um, that kind of engages the public through that and they get to learn more about us. Right now our, uh, we have a show on till May 6th at the Bentway, uh, just underneath the Bentway under the Gardner Expressway, right at, uh, the, at Strawn and uh, called Reconstructions of Home. So we have opportunities to connect the public through our art directly. So what about helping artists start their own business? Yeah, some of our programming services definitely do that. We have residencies in which um, the young people who come through our programs, um, if they get to a place where they feel like they want to start selling their art and vending their art, we do have a vending residency that kind of supports them to be able to do that. And then, of course, we host marketplaces and such. Okay, so having said that, can you tell us about two examples of successes who have come through your programs? Um, I would say that that kind of depends on how you define success, but I would say that we've, we have a lot of successful um, artists who have come through our programs and are still connected to our programs, um, three of which were just uh, showcased at the Toronto Artist Project at the CNE a couple of weeks ago. Um, we had three artists who we were kind of showcasing, an artist named Renaissance, and an artist named Ashley Beardat, and an artist named Brian Jang, who got the opportunity to showcase their art um, and put it up for sale alongside some very uh, high-scale, high-quality artists, um, as, as well they are uh, at the CNE. Um, just a few weeks ago. So we have a lot of great opportunities like that. Brian in particular has also was also commissioned to do a piece for uh, LinkedIn's uh, new office in Toronto. Um, and so if their piece is hanging um, uh, up in the office in uh, up in LinkedIn's office in Toronto currently right now. So I have coached a couple of artists. And one of the things I suggested to them, which they hadn't thought about, is renting their art out to corporations. So on a monthly basis, they could rotate it. And so they could uh, be very successful in terms of renting versus selling. Yeah, that's a definitely great idea and something I can absolutely put forward to our residency uh, coordinators. Because sometimes art can be very expensive. The one good thing is it doesn't have capital gains when you when you sell a piece of art. Yeah. And that's, that's a very positive thing. But if, if uh, an artist was going to set up a little business, they could do a combination of selling and renting art, which could be a very interesting model to consider. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. So how do you measure the effectiveness of your programs? Um, we definitely measure our effectiveness through a very close evaluation process. Um, we measure things like 
um, emotional and mental kind of capacity of the artists, like kind of coming into sketch, how they relate to the programs. Um, we look at things like um, where, you know, where an artist gets gets or applies for opportunities where they um, may or may not vend um, or sell their work. We look at even small successes, like if they're accessing housing or other opportunities for their basic skills and needs uh, that those are being met. So there are a number of ways that we measure and evaluate the program. Um, it's not a straightforward way like some other programs. We really truly believe in people navigating, being able to navigate what's best for them in their life. We just kind of help facilitate that through an arts-based process. So here's an off-the-wall one. Have you ever yeah, thought of? Uh, <laughs> have you ever uh, thought of doing uh, art training or presenting or teaching to homeless people? Um, yeah, those folks. There are folks who do access our program who are houseless or homeless, um, and have in the past uh, and currently accessed our program. So we do uh, engage um, that demographic at times because you know outreach to some of the shelters in downtown toronto because a lot of these folks have just had a problem something that's gone turned them in the wrong direction but they have skills and knowledge and experience and they just need a little bit hand up yep Absolutely. We do we do partner with shelters in downtown Toronto, so some of our participants do come from those spaces, and they're fantastic. Okay. What about children? Um, we don't, we don't um, uh, like our age starts at 16 and up, so we don't um, have programs currently for children. Okay. What about somebody who doesn't know art? Would you provide um, a program to start how to learn to do art? Yep, we do have those. So a lot of our uh, engagement programs um, start with folks who might not even know that they're artists um, or that they enjoy art. And so when we first come into Sketch, there's a lot of basic needs that are being met. So food, housing, um, et cetera, mental health supports. Uh, then they can also in come into kind of more intro programs that kind of just introduce them to the basic skills of different art forms. And from there, if they're more interested, they continue to um, come to different programs and classes to build on their skills. So we do have that already in, in progress. Okay, Paulina, talk about fees for your program. Can you give me some um, idea what it costs someone who would come in? Sure, it would cost them zero dollars. Our, our programs are free um, for young people to access. Wow, that's uh, very impressive. So how, how do you reach your potential users of your program? What's your marketing um, and communications approach? Yeah, so our marketing communications approach is mostly, again, like word of mouth, um, public art engagement, um, um, and then working very closely with our partners 
uh, different shelters, uh, different community, other community organizations who refer people to us. And we also refer people to them. So just connecting in that kind of way. Um, and then we do have some um, mostly on social media and website kind of web-based um, ads and, and things like that. What about Pinterest? Are you on Pinterest? I don't believe we're on Pinterest yet. Because, you know, with what you're doing, that would be a great place to uh, show some of the work that's being done. Yeah, definitely something for us to consider. Thank you for that suggestion. Okay. So do you have a board of directors? We absolutely do have a board of directors, and they're fantastic. And where do they come from? They come from all walks of life. We have a pretty diverse board um, who are connected to different um, sectors, and including the community sector. Um, and yeah, they come from, a I would say, diverse walks of life, diverse experiences. Um, and we've had them for quite a bit, like good, a good amount of terms. So we have some really dedicated folks on our board. And who is the chair? Our chair is Charlene Quincy. What does he do? Uh, Charlene is a, and works with do? Deloitte. Okay. All right. So you're well set up that way. Do you have a volunteer board of advisors? Uh, we do have some volunteer board of advisors who works with um, one of our our projects um, that we're getting ready to implement shortly. So, what about mentors? Yeah, we have a ton of mentors um, who support us from our staff to our some of our leadership programs um, have very specific mentorship aspects to them, and so we do have mentors um, that come through. Um, sketch at all levels of the organization, including staffing. So are you connected to any of the universities in Toronto? Um, currently, we're working with York University and OCAD University as well. You better explain OCAD for our listeners. Oh, uh, Ontario, uh, like Ontario College for Art and Design. Okay, thank you. Okay, so... Obviously, you're doing extremely well. You're passionate about what what you do. Do you have any time where you're not working? Do I? I don't. I barely have time when I'm not working because I I when I'm not working at Sketch, um, <laughs> I am working on a number of different artistic projects. Um, currently, I'm a co-curator for. Uh, an artworks TO hub out in Scarborough. I'm performing, I'm teaching. Um, so I'm often working, but I don't call it work because it's art making. And I find like that creative realm to be very invigorating in my life. But when I am on my rare times not working, I'm definitely spending it with my two children and my husband out in nature, usually. <laughs> oh, that's terrific. Well, yeah. thank, thank you uh, for your time. Uh, stay with me. I'm going to talk to you a little bit more, but we're going to end the recording. So thank you for being here today. Okay, thank you.